Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this uh, wonderful and beautiful Sunday evening. And uh, I uh, hope everybody is doing well today. Bear with me just one second here. I need to try to uh, share uh, this video on social media. And uh, speaking of which, uh, I know that uh, maybe this morning it was a little... Uh, aggravating where I kept losing uh, for those who watching on the church website might have been a little aggravating for uh, uh, where I kept trying to reconnect to Facebook but here's the reason why that uh, I work so hard to keep it going on Facebook is because uh, for example uh, on the website uh, we had 68 people watching which I praise God for and glad that uh, they were watching whoops uh, but um, on uh, Facebook, I had 300 people. So see, that's one reason why I work so hard uh, to keep that uh, working properly and uh, keep it moving. Because uh, I do, because I think it's a it's very necessary because of the amount of people that I reach on there. And uh, uh, bear with me on uh, the church website. For whatever reason, my webcam that was running perfectly this morning. Uh, quit working this evening so I don't know what happened so I'm having to use the integrated webcam on my uh, laptop and so it's not as clear and it's uh, where I've got it uh, I've actually got it sitting on a stool here so it could be be up a little higher so you see my beautiful little face and I know y'all are so happy to see that so every time I touch my little uh, stand here it, it moves and shakes so I apologize and I'm hoping Hold on here. I'm hoping that I'm getting audio. Let me see here. Let me make sure that I'm getting audio. If those watching on Facebook, give me just a second here. I need to make sure that the audio is working. Let's see. Hello, testing. There we go. Is that working now? There we go. All right. If you have any trouble hearing me, please let me know or text me or message me in some way if you have any trouble with the audio uh, whatsoever. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, look at our opening scripture this evening. Uh, Romans chapter 12 and uh, we're going to look at uh, verse 2 of Romans chapter 12. So if you got your Bibles handy get those out and uh, so I'll give everybody just a second to turn there while they're doing that. Uh, you know this morning when I was speaking uh, I tell you I have um, uh, since I started, since the first time I started preaching, uh, I have never, I mean, I feel the presence of the Lord with me uh, when I speak, and I know God's with me, and I depend upon Him. In fact, it's one reason why, you know, I was, uh, when I first started preaching, I was very dependent upon my notes, and because uh, and, I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't losing any uh, important information. And Lord led me more and more to try to get away from notes. I still use them. I still have them to glance down at, but I don't really focus on them that much. And uh, but I tell you, this morning, the presence of the Lord was so strong that uh, it was almost overwhelming. Uh, it was it was uh, it's a feeling like I, I can't explain uh, unless you experienced it. But uh, I could just really truly feel feel God in His presence. And so that's why I was getting so choked up this morning and having a hard time trying to get the words out because of that. In fact, I, uh, my aunt and uh, 
uh, asked me if there was something wrong going on with my with my dad. She messaged me because where I was getting a little choked up talking about my mom and dad, and uh, I said, "No, no." I said, "I it's nothing like that. I just um, I was worried about them getting with this virus going around and with their age and and my dad's uh, health the way it is. It, it worries me, and uh, uh, they're getting older, and uh, it's, it's I'm having a hard time." dealing with eggs i still look at my mom and dad like they're 30 years old you know i just don't i can't i don't think of them as being in their 60s you know and so sometimes it hits me kind of hard and it's uh, hard for me to uh, to uh, to deal with sometimes and because i don't want to lose them i love them dearly and i don't i want them to always be here and uh, realistically you know that's not gonna gonna happen and if lord tarries you know and uh be nice if he lived to be 200 or 300 years old, but then again, uh, I don't think they could handle that. They would kill each other long before the end. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, Romans 12, verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by renewing of your mind, that ye may be proved what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, bless this uh, reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Uh, but um, if you have any prayer, which I keep hitting this table here, those watching on our, our website, I apologize. I'll try to do get this straightened out hopefully by Wednesday. Uh, so uh, those watching on social media, if you are, um, if you have any prayer concerns, of course, type those in the comments there, and uh, so that uh, you know, if not only I can see it, but uh, your your fellow brothers sisters in Christ can see that and. Uh, uh, you can, uh, we can all pray together. And uh, Karen says, My mom is 80, I understand you. Uh, Linda said that was funny. This <laughs> is Linda. And uh, I call her sister Linda because she's my dad's sister. That's what I've always called her. So, for those who don't know, my Aunt Linda is not a nun, okay? So, I'll just call her sister Linda. Uh, so, uh, and Donna says she understands. Uh, Brandy said to be praying for her grandmother. Says no one can go in and and out now and praying for these people. They don't understand why nobody's coming to visit. Yeah, most definitely. Our grandmother's uh, 95, 96 years old, and uh, so she's uh, uh, she really likes having her visitors, and so it's hard for her to to uh, understand that. <clears throat> so definitely keep her in your prayers. Uh, Billy Jack, uh, his daughter Amanda, messaged me earlier, so definitely keep him in in your prayers. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, gosh, there are several others. Uh, I don't know. Well, just pray in general. Uh, Kelly says, "Yes, my dad's 76, so I get it." Well, I'm glad y'all understand. And one thing too, I want I I tell you what. Uh, thank you. I mean, that's one thing with uh, our church family. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of embarrassed a little bit, getting so emotional this morning. Like I said, it's just wow, I mean, just praise the Lord was just so strong in here. You know, here I do devotions here every morning and, and don't really think much about it. And uh, But, man, I tell you, the presence of the Lord is so strong. But I had so many people reach out to me and in such a positive way and uh, really offered up words of encouragement. And, and I cannot thank you all uh, enough uh, for those very kind words uh, that you sent out. And I'm very, very appreciative of that, really do, and, and uh, praise God for that. Uh, but anyway, uh, God knows the hearts and minds of all the individuals out there that are in need. And uh, uh, particularly, we need to pray for all these who are uh, who may have this uh, uh, COVID-19 and may be scared to death. Uh, so let's pray for those individuals and um, uh, and so uh, and this our nation as a whole, and particularly our president, vice president. Uh, we need to pray for them. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and, and go for the Lord in prayer.
Lord Jesus, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and blessed day that you've given us. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up each and one of these prayer requests or prayer concerns. And uh, Lord, you know, I was praying with Amanda earlier, but I still want to lift up Billy Jack up to you again. That you will uh, bring healing upon him. And you'll guide the doctor's hands and uh, to bring him to where he needs to be. But Brandy's grandmother and those like her who are uh, in these nursing homes and, and don't understand what's going on, Lord Jesus, uh, that you will give them comfort and peace. I pray you be with Murph and that you bring healing upon him, Melinda Feathers, and, and uh, Lord, so many others. I know uh, last time we met that uh, friend Paris' sister, that she had offered up prayer for her. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be with all the unspoken concerns and Lord, you know the hearts and minds of everybody watching uh, this evening. And Lord, that you will be done in each and every situation. And Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. And Lord, let us serve you well in all things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I, uh, Robert said, uh, say a prayer for my friends, Harold and Dana. It was Harold's friend uh, that was killed in a bike accident at Bike Week and Dana's cousin in the same accident last Monday night there. Sorry to hear that, Robert. We'll definitely be praying. Uh, Johnny Reed says, let's pray that the will of God be done during this time of need, that peace and joy will overcome the fear and doubts in Jesus' name. Thank you, Mr. Reed, and uh, appreciate those uh, uh, responses there. Let me double check. Uh, and so, and Karen said, uh, we just need to come together and pray for the world. So again, uh, with this program, if you put a comment on here and I don't respond, uh, I don't I always see them. So sometimes after I finish, I'll be like, oh goodness, I didn't see. So I don't think I was deliberately ignoring you. Sometimes they don't pop up. So because uh, I'm not directly streaming on Facebook, I'm actually using a program that goes to Facebook. So keep that in mind. Uh, Miss Mousy, uh, Michelle Fox Harris says, yes, it is heartbreaking for our loved ones in nursing homes who don't understand, so most definitely. And, uh, and like I say, again, this morning, I uh, I just can't express enough. It's just crazy, uh, just the, the feeling when I first started to pray this morning. Just, man, it's just it was incredible. But anyway, um, uh, you know, obviously I can't ask for birthdays and anniversaries uh i mean i can but uh it's kind of hard for people to respond on online but uh one thing i meant to mention this morning uh like i said it was just so overwhelming and uh, didn't couldn't really think clearly this morning as my mom and dad's anniversary is march 17th tuesday uh saint patty's day and uh they have, will be a, will have been married 48 years that's hard to imagine, and uh, if you saw how they uh, fuss and fight sometimes, it's hard to believe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, they, uh, so I hope that uh, they have a very happy anniversary, and, uh, and so uh, I wish them well. And I would sing happy anniversary to them, but as a gift to them, I will not. And I'm sure you all would appreciate that as well. <laughs> so, And also, uh, as, as a result of... Uh, uh, with this uh, pandemic, and it is a pandemic. I had someone go on social media today and said, this isn't a pandemic. And I'm thinking, the president says it is, National Geographic says it is, USA Today called it a pandemic, Wikipedia. I mean, so uh, I, I think some people just like to troll and give people a hard time. But anyway, um, with all this going on, uh, the meeting I was going to have Tuesday at 7 o'clock, I will have to reschedule. And I'm going to kind of leave that up in the air right now till all this settles down, and then we'll We'll plan another official date because uh, I really want to do these uh, Christian videos and I think it'd be a way to really minister 
And, uh, oh, Donna Taylor says uh, her dad's birthday is the 21st. Well, tell your father happy birthday, Mrs. Taylor. And uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Debray says, you know, we will work with you. Laugh out loud. So, but uh, um, anyway, um, so that, that meeting will be canceled until further notice. Sorry, I just hit something behind me there and knocked it off. Uh, so um, keep that in mind. And... Um, uh, trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, obviously, uh, we won't be meeting uh, Wednesday evening. And uh, sorry, I try to see if somebody uh, messaged me there. Uh, we'll not be meeting Wednesday evening physically at the church, but we will be meeting online just as we are here, which I think is working out fantastic. And uh, and, and the amount of response of people watching is. Uh, uh, is, is overwhelming. So I praise God for that. I know I've seen a lot of negativity on face, uh, Facebook in regards to churches that have not met today. And you'll have to say a prayer for me because I've made it a real point not to be negative. In fact, I talked to someone the other day, he said, boy, you don't do nothing controversial anymore. And I said, well, is it getting me anywhere? You can win the battle, but lose the war. And it was hurting more than helping. And it was causing people uh, some uh, to want to leave the church or not come to the church. So I wanted to keep things more positive. And some of the comments that or posts that I have seen on social media in regards to uh, uh, area churches trying to do the right thing has uh, left me um, agitated. <laughs> and so Brandy's like, just calm down. And so I'm trying hard to. So you'll have to keep me in prayer because I, I don't want to do anything that's uh, going to cause any problems. But realize that even though I'm a pastor, I do have a very uh, large redneck side to me. I don't know which side of the family I get that from, and I'm not going to say because I know my parents are probably watching, and if whatever direction I go in will probably get me in trouble, so we'll just say it's half and half, all right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, let's go ahead and dive into God's Word, and uh, also we don't have any praise music. I mean, I can sing if y'all want me to. I can sing some praise songs, so if you all just comment and put out there here on social media, if you want me to sing a song, we'll do. We'll make it happen, all right? So uh, I think majority be in agreement for that not to happen. All right, so we're going to pick up in Hebrews. Uh, so if you have your uh, Bibles handy, turn to the uh, chapter, um, the chapter, the book of Hebrews, and we're going to look at chapter one. So everybody get into your your Bibles, and um, we will dive into God's Word here uh, this evening. I mean, I tell you what, my dad always says, don't eat nothing major before you get up and speak, and you would think I would, after 47 years of age, that I would learn to listen to him, but no, Brandy had to bring me something to eat right before I ate, and now I understand more than ever why he says not to do that. It makes it difficult, so maybe one of these days I'll start listening to him. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4, being made so much better than the angels as he, hath by, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And as me bold puppy always says, bust this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts, let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, our Lord, we just thank you, we love you, and we praise you. We come before you again and praise your holy name. Lord, thank you for this uh, passage this evening, that you will lead us, guide us, direct us in your word. And Lord, uh, let us use it to uh, to further and spur on more spiritual growth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so uh, we're looking at this verse here, uh, being made so much better than the angels. So when we look at this here, you know, we may wonder, uh, you know, 
what does this mean exactly? Okay, so when we're diving into God's word here, we have to understand what's going on. Uh, the, the many of the Jews at this time uh, were worshiping angels or held angels at a high regard. You know, in the Old Testament time, we had angels who, uh, I'm mean, sorry, had where God spoke directly to someone. But at this time, uh, they felt that uh, God spoke to angels who uh, then spoke to us or was the intermediary between us and God. See, now we know that it's Jesus Christ who is the intermediary, intermediary, again here in a second, between us and God, all right? Jesus talks to God on our behalf. And, uh, you know, I've, ex I've explained this before, but uh, in case it bears repeating, when we God, when Jesus talks on, to God on our behalf, you know, uh, when, say, you know, if you're having uh, marital issues and you divorce for whatever reason, or if there's a custody battle, uh, you have to, uh, to go to mediation. And that individual will try to mediate between you and the other person uh, to come to some sort of amicable, amicable agreement. Well, Jesus Christ, like a, 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 an attorney, if you will, talks to God on our behalf. So when I sin, when I mess up, when I, when I do things that are wrong, Jesus Christ talks to God on my behalf and says, Look, Matt messed up. He is uh, asking for forgiveness, and uh, you know, and so he, he's talking to God. Well, at this time, the uh, Jews held angels in such a high regard that they uh, they felt that the angels were uh, were the intermediary. So, what this passage is trying to explain here uh, to those in attendance, uh, to those who would be reading this in this uh, particular time, place in history, uh, was the fact that Jesus was above the angels. All right. Not that the angels who were created beings were above Jesus Christ, but that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the rightful heir to the throne, was actually higher than the angels. So they're trying to convey that, trying to get through uh, to these uh, to these listeners at this time as to actually what is going on. And in fact, uh, when it says, uh, let's see here. As he hath by inheritance obtained more excellent name than they, because as I just said, uh, he was actually the son of God. All right, whereas uh, uh, as he was inherited that right. All right, he sits at the right hand of the throne of God, uh, and that uh, these angels were lower than him. Of course, he not only was he higher than the angels, but at, when he died on the cross, he actually was at that time lower than the angels. But of course, we know. Uh, that was only temporary there for a moment. So we get the word angels uh, from the word uh, agaloi uh, in the Greek, meaning messenger, or uh, melakim uh, in the Hebrew uh, for messenger. So it's where we get those words from the Hebrew and the Greek. And um, so that, um, you know, uh, I'll get out here in a second. I, um, uh, hold on. I get so, I get I get so ahead of myself sometimes. I have to slow down, use my words, and get it out here. All right, I'll get out here in a second. So let's look at something here. So when we look at um, uh, this this worshiping of the angels, all right, they were created beings. They, some said they were created uh, within the six day creation, between the, the second and the fifth day, if you will. And that, uh, and, but you know, 
you know, of course, uh, angels would be considered immortal, but the Jews felt that uh, some angels uh, only lived for a day, uh, that day they sang, they were created, and then sang songs to God for a day, and then that was the end of their existence. Uh, Dave Feathers says, take your time, man. I'm trying, Mr. Feathers. I get I get excited, and it's hard for me to, to try to, to tone it down. <laughs> so, but, uh, so, and those, I thought they were, uh, were temporary. But um, uh, but we know that, uh, you know, and of course everybody thinks that angels have wings. Well, we look at that at the cherubim and the seraphim are the ones who, uh, who actually had wings. So we know that certain ones had them. It's not saying that every single one of them uh, had wings. Uh, angels were in particularly uh, uh, masculine. If you look at the, see, that's one thing that's important to know the grammar so that you see that the uh, masculine uh, gender uh, is what is emphasized uh, when you're looking at the grammatical uh, passages in regards to angels. Now, uh, there are examples of a feminine, uh, uh, that the, there were female uh, angels. I want to say it's in, in Ezekiel. I uh, can't remember the exact passage now. They refer to, uh, <clears throat> uh, to women. But uh, basically, uh, they're usually referred to in the uh, masculine, neuter sense of, uh, of being uh, male in gender and uh, you know when we look at angels you know I have, I've had someone ask me this the other day uh, how do you know what something is if you're being uh, or uh, how can I put it uh, if you're seeing an angel or if an angel's coming to you well you know obviously if it's of God if it's an angel it is um, uh, it's not going to be fearful it's going to be uh, peaceful. Now, you know, there were times in the Old Testament when angels appeared and they brought a great fear. They said, hey, you know, you need to calm down. You know, we're, we're, we're sin of God. But, uh, but I think that, you know, angels do, uh, can manifest themselves physically. And the fact that God's Word says we entertain angels unaware. I, my dad has, has had some a uh, couple of incredible experiences and where he felt he, he has literally seen angels. I, I can't say that I have uh, specifically, uh, I mean, there's times when I look in the mirror and I think I've seen an angel. I'm just teasing. I'm just joking. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I can't say that I have physically ever met an angel. Could have. Never realized it. Like I said, we entertain angels unaware. Uh, so we don't know for sure uh, if we have or not. But there are demonic entities out there uh, because people want to say that, uh, what about... Uh, ghosts and things of that nature you know you have these ghost chasers lunatics just right down the road here in jonesboro and uh you know the thing the fact of the matter is you know right we're not going to be ghosts all right let's let's make that perfectly clear right now when we die all right god's word cannot be clear that to when when we die we if you're saved you know jesus christ lord and savior to be answered of the body is to be present with christ all right so there is literally no, uh, nothing to substantiate the fact that we would be lingering. Why would we linger here? You know, why would we want to? If we want to experience the things of Christ Jesus, we experience the things of heaven, eternity, peace, love, no more suffering. So why would we want to, to, to uh, linger around in this horrible existence of a world and, and not want to want to benefit from those kind of things? So right there, I think uh, negates uh, that idea of ghost. And besides, if I could be a ghost, I would torment my wife <laughs> every second I could. It'd be fun. Between her and my mom, it'd be a lot of fun. Because I love scaring both of them, and I'd have a lot of fun tormenting them. 
But, uh, but that's just not it. We're not, we're not going to linger around here. There's no second chances. There's there's no, uh, you know, uh, you get a you get a second chance before after you died. No, you have the opportunity now to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and then that's it. You know, there's no more second chances. You either accept now. Or that's it. You don't, there's no more other chances. But I think when people think that they have seen ghosts, uh, I, I, and, uh, I believe it all wholeheartedly, that is uh, demonic. Uh, I've, I've talked to people who have woke up with scratches on their legs or, or felt something moving on their bed or and didn't have animals or uh, something moved in their home. And a lot of times, when I, and I have literally counseled people like this, and, they, and I've asked them, and a lot of times they have... Uh, I've been screwing around with Ouija boards, or uh, and, and Dad can attest to this too. He's 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 dealt with this kind of situation where people's brought something from another country, and uh, and and there was some kind of um, a voodoo witch doctor may have put a curse on her or something. So we have to. And that's why if I buy anything from a yard sale or anything, I pray over it. You might think I'm crazy, but I do. I pray over that because uh, you never know what could, could be attached to that. So when you have something in that sense. I do believe it's demonic, but when it comes to angels, you know, um, I know people, um, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of different theories uh, as to, you know, when we die and go to heaven, of course, everybody will say that uh, angel, you know, the heaven gained another set of wings. It's not that we don't become angels, all right? So make sure that, you know, I know people want to comfort ourselves by saying that, and I understand why they say that, and I don't argue with people who say that by any stretch of imagination, but we are in the arms of Christ. That's all that matters, all right? So let's make sure, but I do believe in guardian angels. I do believe that God can send messengers down to us. I believe in those things. There's nothing to, to do that, but see, the, the Jews at this time were worshiping the angels. See, that's that's where the, the problem comes in. They were putting angels, you know, that's why they're trying to make sure they understood who the Messiah was. They're trying to make sure they understood who Jesus Christ was and that he was above the angels. And see, and the thing it is, see, they had an angel for everything coming and going. They had uh, seven specific types of angels. And to be honest with you, I was going to try to memorize them and uh, show off to you a little bit, but um, I just couldn't memorize all seven of those at that time. And uh, but it, it doesn't really matter because you know that's not the the focal point or the seven seven angels. It's the focal point of what these Jews believed and why these passages being written. And uh, they had an angel for everything. They had an angel for uh, the the stars. They had an angel for uh, uh, gosh uh, the dew, the rain, uh, the clouds, the sun, storms, lightning. I mean, they had angels for every single single thing. They they had they thought an angel. There was an angel that wrote down every single thing that uh, that we ever said. Uh, they thought there was an angel that. Um, uh, of course, they of course they believed in Satan that uh, the the prosecutor, which I do believe that uh, the, the Satan is of course a fallen angel and he is the accuser. Uh, that's without uh, question there, and uh, that's that's biblical. But their point was that uh, they were they had an angel for everything in the world. You know, you couldn't even for the blades of grass there was an angel for. So uh, so you can see how they they uplifted and glorified angels. And so that's why they was making a point uh, in God's word here in the book of Hebrews to explain to them who the Messiah was and that he was God's son and he was, he was not a created being as the angels were.
And so, and I think it's it's important to emphasize that, even though this is a particular place and time in history, and uh, and that these people were worshiping angels, I think we see that to a certain extent in our own time, and how sometimes angels are glorified uh, to a certain extent. But we have to understand that even though God can use them as messengers, they are not the intermediary between us and God. That is only Jesus Christ. That is that intermediary, all right? And even we ourselves, all right? I know because, you know, of course, you know, I always, I always harp on the uh, the erroneous, thou sh you know, you shouldn't judge, you know? Well, when as Christians, did you know that you will judge the angels? So I don't know some of these people who are constantly writing on social media, well, I was told not to judge because my daddy said so and my granddaddy said so. And so I'm thinking, well, what are you going to do when you get to heaven and you're supposed to judge the angels? You're going to look at God and say, well, my daddy said not to judge. So I don't know what you're going to do at that particular point in time. But um, so, uh, so let's understand that uh, Jesus is above the angels, and again, for those watching on uh, our website, I apologize for the shakiness of uh, the, uh, the the broadcast there because it is uh, on something that's not very stable, but it was the best I could do because it happened at the last uh, m minute there. All right, uh, so uh, we see that in verse 4, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. All right, verse 5, For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me my son. All right, so let's look at this in a little more uh, detail here. All right, for unto which, all right, of the angels, he said, uh, never said that, uh, uh, said what he's saying here is not so much to the angels, but, uh, but what he said to Christ, all right, so we, we can understand that. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So Christ, the Son of God, is, of course, again, not by creation, not by adoption, not uh, by office, not by nature, but the true, proper, natural, uh, eternal Son of God, all right, that mediator, uh, he's not a son, but a, uh, all right, and not a servant, but his son, whereas, um, but Jesus Christ can be the servant, he's the son and servant, uh, because he come here to serve and uh, not to be served, so let's understand that, I don't want to confuse anybody, but you know, it's just that, um, uh, so we understand that, hopefully, that makes sense there, what I'm trying to say. But um, uh, but he's that mediator. He's the son. He is that servant. And um, he, and he um, uh, I don't know what's the matter with me today. I think I take too much medication sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> he, is, um, uh, he is God's only begotten son. All right, and we need to understand that and put that in its proper context. You know, uh, I have a son I love dearly, pray for each and every day. Uh, of course, I love him, my daughter, equally. I love them dearly, and I love them. Uh, you know, it's, uh, something my dad always says, I love you and your sister both, but differently. And I never really understood that because I knew that I was the favorite and because I was the smartest, and the most handsome of the two. And so I thought, how could he not love me so much more? I'm just joking, but uh, but I understand what he's saying. I love both my son and my daughter, but I love them differently. Just little girls are, are different, but I love my son, and I couldn't imagine sending my son I love dearly, and, and like I said, I pray for each and every day, 
to save a group of people who hated me, who uh, were wicked and uh, uh, despised me. And, and I just couldn't imagine sending my son to save such a, a low life bunch of group of people. I mean, you try to think about the, some of the lowest forms of life and, uh, and I'm trying to send my son out to show them the way. I just, you know, it shows you what a merciful and benevolent God we have, that despite our wickedness, despite our hatred, despite our evil, he still sent his only son to save our worthless hides. So praise God for that. But uh, verse 6 says, and again, all right, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him, all right? And again, all right, this is, uh, we see that, um, and again, uh, and again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, all right, this is when we see that first begotten as the name given in the Old Testament, where the Jews acquainted with and that the apostles used, is particularly coming from Psalm 89, uh, 27, that the, um, uh, the ancient Jews referred to as uh, the Messiah. All right, so that's, what, that's why he's using this particular type of wording uh, so that they will understand what, in fact, he is referring to. All right. And so um, we see here that, uh, uh, let me get back over here, to where he said that let the angels of God worship him. All right, now, uh, when, he, when, when, he, when shall bring again, all right, we see that and again, we see that, that, that wording there, that it's referring to the second coming, all right, the angels uh, that um, uh, were, uh, hold on. <laughs> All right, the angels were with him uh, at his at the birth, obviously worshiping him, uh, but the angels will also be with him again in the second coming. All right, uh, and so uh, we see that Jesus Christ originally came uh, and, and as as peace and uh, to show us the way. But when he comes back in the second coming, uh, rapturo, uh, we see where we get the word rapture. But this is the second coming where Jesus Christ will be coming as an act of war. And uh, so the angel will be with him as well, all right, so that we understand that and that he that the angels there are ministering to him. Not only was the angels there with him uh, on the cross, he, they were ministering with him. Uh, he was there with him at the resurrection and at the ascension. We see that the angels had their place and where they needed to be. And um, let's see here, as um, and that the angels might, uh, should worship all right, the angels also worship Jesus Christ as well. So again, uh, trying to demonstrate uh, Jesus' place where he's at, demonstrating again that he is above the angels so that they will understand, you know, because so the, the, the Jewish people, they don't uh, believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. They're, they're still looking for him. They still don't think that he has returned yet. They still don't, they're still waiting for him uh, to make an appearance. Uh, but now you have what is known as Messianic Jews who do believe that Jesus Christ was indeed the Messiah. All right? So there are two distinctions. And in fact, there's even a whole organization called uh, uh, Jews for Jesus, I think is what it's called. Uh, forgive me if that's not correct. But um, here I was just touching my face. And what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to touch your face. You're not supposed to touch your nose or your eyes. And here I just rubbed my beard. All right? Just like there's a woman uh, that was, uh, was with, uh, I don't know, she's a mayor of California. She's telling everybody, don't touch your face. Don't touch your nose. Don't touch your eyes. And then she licks her finger and turns the page that she's reading. Here I just did that. I just caught myself doing it. I have to I have to stop that. We have to be careful. I don't know about you all, but I don't know what to do with my hands sometimes. So, But anyway... 
um, but we know that Jesus Christ was indeed God's son. He is the Messiah, and he is the only one who could atone for our sins on the cross, that he is very much man, and that he was very much God. And he it was the only one perfect enough to hang on that cross, to take upon him the sins of the world. And uh, how in the world, uh, so many Jews who have to memorize prophetic passages prophetic books of the Bible that point to Jesus Christ, how they can memorize and have to utter and know these things and still not recognize Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. I was beyond me. I don't get it. I mean, to me, there is, um, uh, there is ignorance and then there is purposeful, blatant ignorance. And sometimes I think that's what's going on is we're seeing purposeful, blatant ignorance to choose not to uh, believe that. All right. So, Verse 7, and of the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. So again, uh, when we look at this here, all right, made spirits, all right, differ for, different from God, the creator, all right, uh, they're different from men, uh, the um, uh, immaterial, don't roll. Uh, they said that, uh, you know, when I was talking about the, um, uh, some of the Jews believe that uh, uh, the angels' lives were temporal. And that uh, they were that once they uh, ceased to exist, they would go back into uh, this this type of um, uh, fire, if you will. And I think that's what this is referring to, uh, very much so, uh, the flame of fire, uh, if you will. And again, they were created be beings uh, that they were created within the six day uh, creation, and when uh, and that they were ministers of God, ready to perform any service for Him, and uh, they. Uh, ministered in distress, assisted in, in the resurrection, company decisions, like I was just saying, and uh, be with him uh, in the second coming as a flame of fire. So again, just reiterating what I was just saying, that the angels will be with uh, Christ Jesus, uh, and the just as they were with him on earth, as they will be with him in the second coming. So uh, uh, so let's be make sure we that we understand that the angels have uh, their proper place uh, in heaven, and on earth, and that we know that who is in control and who sits at the right hand of the throne of the Father, and that is Jesus Christ, who sits on the right hand of the throne of God. And so, uh, you know, that's why I think that these types of passages are uh, important to understand, and I hope I've not uh, uh, made a mess uh, of, of the proper interpretation uh, of what these are trying to say. Uh, I feel like I've, I've explained them uh, clearly, but if I haven't, of course, you have the ability to uh, to write right here as we are speaking. If I've done anything that's confusing in any way, please, by all means, type on here and uh, let me know so that I can make clarification on anything that um, uh, that I've said that uh, may have confused you in any way, because I don't want to do that. That's my point of being a pastor is I want to teach. I want you to learn. I want you to use it to further on your spiritual growth. I want you to make it applicable to your life. And uh, we have to have this proper understanding of these things. If we understand uh, who God is, uh, who Jesus Christ was as uh, he walked this earth and who he is today. I think that we can be better witnesses for Jesus Christ, that we can be better uh, able to tell others about uh, Christ's save, uh, salvation uh, and to try to uh, keep people from living or going to a very eternal hell. And uh, there's so many people out there who are searching, who are hurting, uh, who are searching. You know, you look at so many actors, oftentimes I think about... Um, 
Chris Farley, uh, before he died, uh, they um, said that he, uh, I was watching a documentary, he said he attended Mass, and he was very, uh, he got there towards the end where he was attending different churches as if he was searching for something. And uh, that breaks my heart uh, to know, to think that there is somebody out there searching, looking for an answer, and nobody could give them the answer they needed and was searching for. And there's so many times in my life I wish I could... Uh, get to these actors, these movie stars, and, uh, you know, may not make any difference in the world, just like talking to anybody else, but at least, you know, I would have an opportunity to tell them about the love of Jesus Christ and his, the reality of who he is and how he only, he can offer that peace. See, that goes back to showing, you know, just talking about Chris Farley, it doesn't matter, you, know, you can amass all the fame and riches in the world, and look how every one of them, well, not every one, but the vast majority are have are in drugs and to all kinds of ungodly things, trying to search and look for things. You know, some of these like Johnny Depp, I was telling you all about this here not too long ago, and Nicholas Cage have amassed fortunes and have spent almost themselves into poverty, uh, to oblivion, uh, and in major debt, and uh, because uh, they they were they may not even realize it, but they were trying to fill a void. They were trying to fill something there that they thought they could. Uh, that the more they bought, they might have a temporary feeling of happiness. The more they they purchased, they thought they were they were they were gaining some kind of uh, joy, but. The only joy that we could ever have is through Christ alone. We can't buy it. We can't purchase it. It's a free gift of God. And uh, praise God for that. You know, all these other religions, you have to earn your way in. You have to atone. You have to reach up to God. But in Christianity, God reaches down to us. All right? We, he doesn't expect us to be at any certain level. He doesn't expect that we don't have to, 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 to work our way to a certain point, and then God accepts it. He accepts you now as you are. And so in, and what a wonderful thing, you know? And uh, it's just like they were trying to show the Jews here, point them the way to Jesus. That's what I'm trying to do, is point you the way to Jesus Christ. Now, you can sit and fight it and argue with me. Well, scientifically, I have seen that, you know, whatever, man. You know, you can sit there and, and you know, we can go back and forth, banner back and forth in regards to science, theology, whatever it may be. All right. And, and, and you know, it can be a fun debate or it can be an annoying debate. I know I, I have fun to a certain extent and then I get bored and I get aggravated and I don't want to do it anymore. But, uh, you know, it's just if people could understand the simplicity of salvation, understand the simplicity of what God is offering and how easy it is to accept that gift, man, you know, look at how the morality, if, more, if we can spread that gospel message, look at how the morality of this nation could change for the better. Uh, you know, if they could just understand. Now, I think so many people think that it's a bunch of do's and don'ts. They don't understand. It's not about the do's and don'ts. It's about God keeping us and preventing us from doing the very things that lead us to destruction. And it's what we're seeing. The further people get away from God, the more you see, the more perverse and more evil and more demonic this world is. You know, the, the fact that anybody can push a law for a woman to have birth and then decide if they want that kid to live or not is mind-blowing. You know, and it's not that abortion is bad enough. But then to sit there and allow a woman to have give birth and then say, well, you decide if you want her to live or not. That's a huge, I mean, they, they try to say that a fetus is a clump of cells, but then you have a living, breathing baby. And then you're still trying to say, I don't know. It just, it is, uh, it, it, we're just seeing evil at its finest.
And I do believe that we are living in the last days without a uh, hesitation. I believe that we are. Now, I say that with, hes with hesitation because in one sense, I want you to understand the urgency to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I want you to understand that. Uh, you know, prophetically, I'm not saying that, yes, this is definitely the last days. And I'm not sitting there saying, well, Jesus won't come back tomorrow. I'm not making some kind of uh, prophetic statement because not even the angels in heaven don't know when Jesus Christ comes back. And if somebody's telling you date and time when Christ is coming back, then you better watch out because that person's a nut. Uh, and so the reason why I hesitate that because there's a lot of people who are on edge, a lot of people who are scared right now. And when you make those kind of statements, it, it exasperates uh, that um, uh, those feelings. And so we want to be careful about that. We want to make sure that uh, we are showing um, uh, calmness, uh, that we're showing uh, uh, peace, and that uh, we're showing, demonstrating that God is in control. Because whether it is indeed a, a sign of the last days or not, we need to make sure we understand that these people who are not of God, these people who have not accepted Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, that they understand that the that time is indeed short and that uh, they, they need to accept Christ now before it's too late. So we don't want to, we want to under, make people understand the urgency to know Jesus, but we don't want, want we don't want to terrify people. We don't want to scare them into heaven. We want that uh, decision to know Jesus Christ to be real and meaningful and fulfilling and that they will truly serve an almighty God. Because again, like I was talking about this morning, it's not easy to be a Christian. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, but it, the rewards are out of this world, and praise God for that. Uh, Mr. Dubray says, God creates miracles and faith, and if possible, would just accept that and take off the blotters and open their eyes and just accept Christ, they would feel and see so much more. Amen, Mr. Dubray. You could very well said, sir. But uh, so uh, <clears throat> I hope that um, as we Go out our week, all right, uh, that we uh, will utilize every opportunity, whether you're at work or for those who are going to school, or if you're shut in and uh, that you will use every opportunity, whether it's on social media, whether it's face-to-face, -face, that you will, will boldly and mightily proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, that you will be a witness to all those that you come in contact with, and that you will use this coronavirus, if opportunity allows it, presents itself, you will use it as a way to uh, to minister and tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. Because you may be out somewhere, and so you may see someone panicking. You may see someone uh, very upset, or they may strike by a conversation and say, boy, things are crazy, aren't they? And say, yeah, they are, but hey, let me ask you something. Do you go to church anywhere? You know, I, in fact, uh, uh, just the other day, I had to go uh, get fitted for some new glasses because uh, my vision's getting getting kind of rough here lately. And I uh, ran into a young lady, Lord, it's laid on my heart. Uh, do, you, uh, uh, do, do you go to church anywhere? And uh, and so I gave her uh, one of our, our poker chests. Man, she was all excited. She goes, well, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, of course, it has a plan of salvation on the back. She goes, I'm going to make a necklace or a keychain out of that. She, she just thought that was the greatest thing in the world. And uh, so what a reason the Lord led me to do that. Well, be sensitive. Pray for God to give you that discernment so that we can have the ability to tell others about Jesus Christ so that we can offer them peace. We can offer them long-lasting happiness. We can offer them something the world cannot. And that's so that when they're freaking out, they got something to cling to in the midst of the storm. As we, as those who are saved, we all have that anchor to cling to in this this storm of life. And so let's make sure that we're not being some that we're not only being fed, that we're going out and feeding those in the 
the world and telling the others about Jesus Christ. Because a lot of people out there who are, um, you know, just like the Jews here, they're trying to get through to them. Why are they trying to get through to them? Because they want them to know Jesus. That's what we have to do, get through to people so that they will come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you and we love you and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord Jesus, to always be a witness and to serve you well. And Lord, you lead us, guide us, give us the proper discernment. And Lord Jesus, uh, let us uh, to always uh, demonstrate a Christ-like attitude. No matter where we're at, at home, alone, in public, uh, let us not only give lip service, but let us put it into action. And Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. I apologize for that. Uh, my wife's supposed to be keeping our dogs put up, and uh, I apologize. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> trying to stream from home here, so I do um, <laughs> embarrassing uh, that uh, that happened. But at least you you know that. Uh, uh, I don't know about you all, but I, whenever somebody comes to the door, I got two little dogs that uh, they, they think they're protecting us from danger and uh, uh, murderers out there, apparently. So, uh, but anyway, apologize for that uh, uh, slight interruption. But hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, a fantabulous day. And um, Lord willing, we'll meet again at 7 o'clock Wednesday evening, just like we're doing here. We're going to stream out on the website on social media, and we'll meet online. Hey, nothing wrong with having an online Bible study. We're still coming together. We're still learning. That's what it's about, you know. So even though we may not be physically in the sanctuary, which I prefer to be, but even though we're not there, we're still gathering. We're still learning. So praise God for that. The word is still going out. So uh, let's give God the glory for that. So again, as I always say, uh, that uh, hope everybody uh, will, again, have a fantabulous week, a blessed week. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.